0: Again, Dwayne Drummond here with Allie Alley, Allie, great to be with you
1: today, sir. Great to be with you, too, Dwayne. And again, for all those people that would have been waiting for us to get online, I apologize. Somehow, whenever – it's always me, too, isn't it? I think you had one time where your computer didn't work. But for me, it's like right as I'm supposed – I could have been doing a video, right? The minute I connect with you, I'm like, oh, my camera stopped working. So I apologize about that.
0: No worries, we're only about eight minutes late. So, and yeah. then if somebody's listening to the podcast;
1: they have absolutely no idea. But now we told them. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. <laughs> well, like, so, hey, cam- uh, we got to yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say your, your camera and my in on be live just went blank. But um, let me go to Facebook and make sure that everything is up and running. But um, yes, let's just get started. I hope that people can see us or see me. I know I saw you a second ago. Yeah, I can still see you. So. Okay, but uh, I know today's topic is kind of timely,
0: um, and and I guess I I'll, I will talk a little bit about you know why how why and how it came up because this weekend uh, you were I would you were in my state uh, not my state I don't own it but you're in the state that I live in but we're yeah. three three and a half hours apart you went uh, down to uh, John Gayson's uh, stu- I say down because he's south of me but uh, John Gayson's studio and. Uh, Uh, You actually received uh, your your ape, Don, uh, while you were down there. Yeah,
1: I mean, um, definitely, it was interesting. I, um, you know, I was there teaching seminars. He does this thing called The Gathering, and um, he he puts together, like, it's so interesting to see, and uh, this is on topic but off topic a little bit, it's so interesting to see, like, how lucky students are, but how they don't know how lucky they are, right? Because he's got like a group of like 14 people that have put in, I mean, minimum, some guy 60 years in the martial arts, some guys 40, 50 years, eighth, ninth, 10th degree black belts, you know, talented, super talented individuals. And um, just amazing to me to be able to see that quality and the students interacting from little kids on up to adults. And um, when I was a kid, man, I was like in heaven when this stuff happened. And, um, it, you know, to be around these people, I look forward to it for weeks, you know, on end. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get to meet so-and-so. and. You know, it was so cool. But anyway, so I was there for this big gathering that he did. And it was just such a cool event, getting to hang out with teachers, like-minded people, literally everybody that's given their lives to the martial arts. So it was really, really fun.
0: Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because I would say in the beginning,
1: um,
0: I was, I don't want to say starstruck, but, you know, when I worked out with people and learned under different individuals, it was... um, I would say different than it is nowadays, uh, you know, even with our own students when you have yeah. other people come in and teach, it's, it's uh, I don't want to say the respect isn't there, but you're right. I don't think that they really grasp the, uh, the understanding of who these individuals are and what they've gone through in order to be where they're at today, Yeah, um, that type
1: of thing, if that makes well, sense.
0: It totally makes
1: sense. And I think it has a lot to do with connectivity right? So what I mean by that is, is like, um, we have more access to individuals nowadays through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, uh, text messaging, right, than we ever did. So I'll give you an example. Like, like, I love the 80s music, right? So I sometimes I'll be on Twitter, and I follow my favorite band, Striper, which is a Christian rock band, and I'll you know, I'll throw out a comment or two. And, uh, hey, John Gaston just joined us. Hey, John, we're just talking about your event. Um, And uh, anyway, so we, uh, you know, we now, I have access to say, oh, I love that song. And the lead singer of the band will say, oh, thanks so much. It's one of my favorite songs, too. Or Like, so we have this quick connectivity where years ago, like if I wanted to meet a, you know, you want to meet a rock star, now they have meet and greet. You pay an extra 150 bucks, and you could go meet them before the show or after the show. Back in the day, you couldn't even get close to them. Like, you know, you, you wouldn't even get to see them, talk to them, meet them, and so on. Like, just in my town, um, this weekend is a, an event for writers that write scripts and books. And there's, like, four high-powered celebrities. I, I don't know exactly all, all of them, but one of them is Alec Baldwin. Another one is, like, a, like a, a Robert Duvall kind of level stars. And they're doing for twenty five bucks for like three hours. All four of them are teaching the screenwriters workshop for aspiring screenwriters. So like the connectivity, the the accessibility nowadays is so much easier. So I don't think students of this generation actually respect the person as much because they're accessible they're easy to get in touch with they they have that at their fingertips one year i'd have to travel like and go like i'd fly to chicago to be at a seminar if i had to right to be with the person right i flew to montana to colorado like five six times to be with steven seagal like crazy upstate new york a seven hour ride so it's it's what i would do for my martial art but people don't have to do that anymore
0: yeah yeah, they can watch their uh, stuff on youtube (laughs) but, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I, I just, I think that also the, um and you're gonna probably think that this is weird for me to say, but I don't. Maybe I'm lacking in the terms. But the mysticism, the mystique, maybe that's a better word. Mm. I, I think is missing. Yeah. For what it, you know what I'm saying, uh, no nothing against UFC, nothing against you know uh, any of those type of things, but um, and maybe that's part of it that now there's an avenue that you you don't need that that tradition to learn quote unquote martial arts, even right. though there is a difference between sport and 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 martial yeah. arts. Um, so I think that there's a mystique that is lost that it wasn't there you know that isn't there anymore and i don't even know how to word it but you no, you, you I, gonna I, get what i'm saying
1: i i totally get what you're saying and and i it's so funny i talked about this at sensei geysten seminar um i talked about reverence right and appreciation i said in this day and age people appreciate it's not that they're unappreciative spoiled little children you know meaning any age right it's just that um they don't understand the, the level of appreciation, meaning, and reverence. I'll give you a perfect, and I used this at the seminar. I said, my favorite magician is Chris Angel, right? He's an incredible illusionist and an amazing, um, you know, uh, uh, magician. But if you go into his show and your mindset is ma- magic is fake, it does, it's all fake. It's illusions, there's strings, and you go in looking to def- debunk the magic, you're never gonna have a fun time. And I also use this in this uh, analogy, like it's like a kid on Christmas waiting for Santa. Um, it doesn't matter, but when you find out that Santa possibly might not be real, the mysticism and the, and the magic of Christmas kind of disappears a little, right? So it's the same thing for magic. It's the same thing for Santa. It's the same thing for martial arts. When when an instructor has so much accessibility to you, access to you, they're like, they, they see you, Dwayne, every day. They're, you're on the mat every day. You become common. You become... Uh, they become complacent because it's it's an everyday occurrence, right? So um, I think that that part is missing sometimes. But then on the other hand, this type of accessibility that we give to our students is also a good thing because it, it drives them to be a little bit more connected and rooted and so on. So it really all depends on how you play the game. But I agree. The, the uh, mysticism of martial arts, the Uh, uh, The system of of learning and being like, oh, my God, you are so lucky to be in this room right now with this person. You have no idea. You better have respect. You better bow. You better carry his bags. You better, you you know, do anything that you possibly can to be around this individual. Like when I first met Steven Seagal, I literally my jaw was wide open. He was my favorite star. I loved his movies. I read all his stuff. And I'm literally like, just like looking at him going like, how lucky am I to be in a room with this guy? You know, and I said that to myself, the first movie, I swear to God, I saw above the law. I literally stood up in the theater. I didn't realize I did it and went, yes. Like when he started throwing people, I was the first time I've ever seen a movie that someone did what I did. And I was like, yes. And then I looked around and said, I better sit down. People thought I was nuts. But I go, I'm going to train with that guy. And I eventually did. Same thing with my teacher in Japan. I'm, I saw him at a seminar, I visited him at a seminar, and I said, oh, my God, I'm going to train with him. And I did. So, But it was such a thing for me, right? So that reverence was so amazing. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think that that's,
0: that's uh, lacking, you know? And right. because because that, I believe, is is lacking to a certain degree, um, that kind of brings us to the topic that we're going to discuss today, which is, you know, is your next rank important for you? For you? Is your next rank important for your school? And is your next rank even important for your students? Right, um, right. You know, now I know that you, for your eighth, Don, you didn't necessarily go through any quote-unquote tests. No. In order to do that. No. So that's the, that would be the other um, side of that topic you right. know being being promoted now you were promoted by a group of individuals that deemed you worthy to be promoted and we can talk about that but then right. there's also individuals that 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 get together with a group and purposely i think just make that group so they can self promote themselves right which right i don't really care for uh, yeah. and i don't believe that that's the group that you're a part of let me just right. state that first yeah um so let's talk about some of those things, uh, what, what, you know, I don't know what would, what should we tackle first? Uh, you know. Well, I
1: think that we, um, we could talk about like so, the, so me getting promoted by my peers, right? And I often like one of the teachers said, so uh, what would you have to do to get that eighth degree? And I said. I think I do what I needed to do every single day of my life by teaching your child and teaching the martial arts and traveling, traveling the world teaching. I said, but being that I don't have a teacher that I'm currently regularly underneath at this moment in time, I'm teacherless, like a Yamabushi, a mountain warrior, like a wandering um, samurai um, or, or ronin. Right. Um you know, but at the same time, I, to me, honestly, I could care less. I could have stayed a seventh degree black belt until the day I died. I, it doesn't matter to me. Um, and then quite often people say, well, that's the reason why you deserve it because it doesn't matter. And I'm like, no, no, for real. It just doesn't matter to me. Whether I'm a seventh on, an eighth on, a ninth on, a tenth on, none of that has any effect whatsoever on my school, on my students, on the respect I get from my peers. Because, hey, there's like fourth dons that are amazing, better than tenth ons. There are tenth dons that are worse than first dons, right? So the don level is just basically a measuring system based on time. And being that I've been doing martial arts for 51 years, um, it's legitimate that if I would be an eighth don, but do I feel like an eighth on? Um, in my own mind, probably no, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if that, I've always looked at grandmasters and I've always said to them, um, some of them just don't even appear to be masters or even good. And others appear that they could literally walk on water to me because they're so amazing at everything they do from the way they live their lives to the way they do martial arts and train. So, um, you know, to me, I, you know, I didn't train for it and they recognized me and they actually, it was a surprise. But right beforehand, Hanshi Gaeson took, took me off to the side. He says, I want to do this for you, and so does, uh, so does um, uh, Soke, And uh, but is it okay with you? Like, I love the fact that he asked me if it was okay, right? And, and that, because if I would have said no, it made me feel uncomfortable, or it might be bad for me, you know, with my students, he, he would have not done it. So, but I accepted it because it's an honor, and that's why I, I accept the rank, and you, yeah, but I think that you legitimately
0: earned it based upon the time that you've put in, and mm-hmm. I, I do agree with the statement because it doesn't matter. That's part of the reason why you deserve it. Um, right. That's not the only reason, but I think that that's legitimate to a certain degree. You know. Right. Yeah. So, but but does it do anything for your school? Does it do anything for your students? Do you think?
1: No, I don't think so because in this day and age, I have to be honest, the majority of people. Um, The parents, the students, majority of the students don't come to any one of our studios because they're searching out a specific lineage. Me, I'm a little bit different because I'm a ninjutsu guy. I trained in Japan. So I often get people saying, hey, I I mean, I had a little kid. He's 10 years old and the parents travel from like three towns away. And they and they said, my son only wanted to train with you. And I'm like, well, how did he did his research? Like the kid literally researched me. Um, He knew of all the schools that taught supposedly ninjutsu in my area, and he he connected them all to me. And he's like, oh, this guy trained with you in this time. He did research. He knew. He goes, so why would I want to train with anybody except for me? Because everyone else was your student, right? And I'm like, wow, this is a 10-year-old, dude." and he wants to learn how to be a ninja. But not Hollywood. He wanted to learn the classical art of ninjutsu. Um, But uh, the majority of our clientele, the people, the parents, they don't know one thing from the other some of them yeah like I just talked to a dad today you know I've done martial arts I was a grappler you know I I did judo in high school and you know one of those guys but do they know what ninjutsu is or harangdo or hopkido or anything most of them know they just see your school if it's clean the way you treat the students oh wow they could do all You know and then they join it's not about history anymore and learning a specific art or a family line it's more about what's good because they look at everything in the whole as the same Every martial arts school is the same. That's what they think, people.
0: Right, right. <clears throat> yeah.
1: But I, I think you – I mean, you got some
0: congratulations from students, right? I mean, that meant something. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, that means a lot. But I have an issue, though, me personally. I could probably get counseling for this. But I have an issue with accepting successes anyway. Like, I'm the guy who sets a goal, hits the goal, moves on to the next goal. I don't even take time to relish and sit there and go, wow, that was a great accomplishment. I'm like, oh, Done on to the next. So I have an issue with that. Like, that's my own personal thing. So it kind of almost like people going, congratulations. And I'm going like, for what? Like one guy said to me, he goes, Oh my God, congratulations. And, and I'm like, what? And he goes, Oh, I see you got a new car. Like I didn't know. And that's what he was talking about. And I was almost, you know, I was thinking like, what's he congratulating me for, you know, and he was talking about my car. Right. It wasn't even, you know, about the belt, but you know, so it's kind of funny, like, you know, for me, um, yeah, it's good um, I'll talk about it, you know, I'll, I'll put it up on my website, I'll post it on Facebook, because I want people to see it, it is accomplishment, um, and accomplishment, but at the same time, it is, uh, you know, it's something that, I think for the students too, this is part of our question, that they need to see their sensei progressing in some way or form, they yeah. want to know that, but, and they don't know why, they think it's a test, you know, like, for you, how, what degree are you?
0: Well, I'm a sixth degree. I'll be testing for my seventh in two years.
1: And you go with your teacher, and you go through a test. I remember one time you had to do running and physical stuff, and I mean that was about maybe five or so years ago, right? You did your test, didn't you? Or it,
0: it was five years ago. Yeah, that's right. because yeah. uh seven from six to seventh. It's seven years. Yeah. So i So yeah, I'll be forty-seven, and
1: I'll be. It'll be a two and a half day,
0: if not three day test. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I envy you because you're going through this still at, at, you know, you're a younger, a lot younger than I am, but you're still going through this process of evolution and growth. So, I have many friends, though, that, you know, listen, I'm 54 years old. Some of my friends are 60 years old. like There was a post this morning. Um, that was kind of a little, uh, derogatory, but it was about, like, you know, if you're not on the floor and you're not training, then you're not a, a master and yada, yada, yada. And uh, I get where my friend, he writes these posts and where he's coming from because, uh, you know, he's basically checking people, right? Making sure that people aren't just claiming to be the grand poobah and not really training. But, um, but I also understand too, like, look, I can't do, and I'm, you know, I'm still trying to, I, you know, losing weight, staying in shape, working out with the class. But some days, like, I literally come home and my back is killing me. Or I, I wake up the next day and my body is killing me, you know. And um, I'm not like I was 30 when I was in my 30s where I could, you know, get punched in the face. My lip is already healed by the next morning. Now it takes me two weeks, three weeks. But, you know, so – um it just as I get older, everything hurts more. It takes longer. So as we progress in age, you know, there are certain things that you can't do. My teacher was good for this in Japan. He'd say, uh, uh, 40-year-olds uh, or 30-year-olds have to do round back handspring off of this move, right? But 40-year-olds only have to do front handspring, and then 50-year-olds do a rollout. 60-year-olds just hop to the side. You are like, so he put – because he understood, like, your body gets old, you know, and you, you're not able to do what you used to do. But it doesn't mean that you're not qualified or capable. And um, right. I think there's a there's a process of uh, – as you and I um, – listen, you and I are on the mat how many days a week? What do you teach? Five days a week pretty much, right? Four or five days a week. Uh, no. I mean,
0: no. I, I, I teach okay. – uh, Two advanced classes. Well, I teach the advanced classes, so I do Monday, an, an hour on Monday, Wednesday, and an hour on Tuesday, Thursday, and my staff takes care of the rest. Okay, so
1: an hour. So, like, you're doing five hours of teaching a week, about. Somewhere around there, right? Yeah. Um, Well, for me, I'm back in action. I'm there Monday, Tuesday. Like yesterday on Monday, I taught. Tuesday, I taught. Yesterday. Now I go Wednesday to my school. I have a group of 15 Girl Scouts and I'm teaching. I'm on the floor training, doing moves. So I'm doing more teaching now than I did in the last eight, seven, six years, right? Because I took a long hiatus and break from teaching. Um, mainly right. because my body was aching, my mind was hurting, you know, like from all of the stress of it all. But anyway, my point being is that I, after teaching that amount of time, I'm doing more time teaching than most people are doing training. These young bucks that do a two-hour class twice a week or a one-hour class three times a week, I've already did that in one night, right? Like just – I'm not doing the class fully intensity, intensity like they are, but I'm there, you know – 14, 18, 20 hours a week, you know, so there's some accountability for that that has to go towards promotion and advancement where there are teachers that have been teaching for 40, 50 years, right? And they do this every day for their whole life, you know? So what do they, don't they go up in rank just based on that, you know, that kind of thing? Does that make sense? Sure.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I know, so like, okay, uh, I said two years from now, I'll be testing for my seventh. I I know it's going to be a grueling test at age 47. I know what it was five years ago, how exhausted I felt. And, and to be quite honest with you, even though my instructor was happy with me and, and, and said that I did well, I felt like I wasn't prepared as I should have been, Right. meaning, right. you know, like especially cardiovascular-wise.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and so I decided that that, that wasn't going to happen. And I made this decision last year that I got three years. So last year I started weightlifting. I've never weightlifted in my life. I yeah. started weightlifting because I want to have I want to have some muscle. I want to be uh-huh. prepared. And I've got myself mapped out all the way up until my testing time on what I'm going to do in order to be prepared for that test because I want to be the 47-year-old individual that walks out on that floor. And I know that he's going to have some, because this happened last time, I had some 20-year-olds that were next to me, you know. Yeah. And, and, like, I want those 20-year-olds to be tired. And go, oh, my gosh, I can't keep up with this 37-year-old yeah. guy. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, and mm-hmm. even myself, that I'm not in the shape that you know that I was back in the day, I still could run circles around some of the young guys, right? But at the same time, if I was in the shape I was 25 years ago, there was no – like, people would say to me, like, I, it would take me 40 minutes or 50 minutes of exercising at full throttle to even break a sweat – my friends were amazed because my cardio, my resting heartbeat was in the 40s, you know. So, I mean, like, it was just insane. But at the same time, I get what you're saying, and that's the inspiration. It's like I, I met Ernie Ray Sr. You know, I know him and met him many times. But one time, at, you know, he's doing a demo, and he had his shirt off, and he's, like, shredded, ripped, and looking great. So I said, "How old are you again, sir?" And I think he said he was like 70 at the time, or 68. I said, "Oh, that's awesome," because I was probably like 25 years younger than him. I said, "So then I'm gonna wait 15 years and then I'm gonna start working out." I said, "So I can look like you." I got I got another 15 years of slacking off, right? You know. And he laughed; he thought it was funny. But um, it's amazing, though, right? Like you know, it's hard. Like we are, we are in a profession where um people expect us to be ageless, to be timeless, right? So, you know, like a professor, people look at a professor in college as they get older and their beard starts growing and the more they teach to become more um, knowledgeable and desirable, right? And then um, with us as martial artists, as we grow older, people start looking at how they, they're like hyenas and where the lion that's limping a little and the hyenas are around us nipping at our heels because they just want to knock you off the top. Most of the time they want to be able to see if they can beat you and they want to be better than you and so on and so forth. So it's kind of a weird dynamic when, and us as aging martial artists and John Gayson just joined in again too, he'll probably be able to, to agree with this because that my friend he John, he, he's grappling with the students now. He trains with Hoyce Gracie three, four days a week. He's on the mat, grappling and rolling around and um him and I are around the same age I think he's a little younger than I am but um but anyway long story short he's in the game and he's in good shape he looks good he's training hard but we were talking it's like I got a hip thing here with a knee thing there and a, and a, sometimes you know like we all feel the same way but we want to try to stay in the game as long as we can and go don't you think he could beat me I know you're only 22 and lean and fit and yet you know you know but we want to try to be the best that we could be right
0: Right, right, exactly,
1: yeah. And I think that, that uh, that's
0: important. You know, I had a, and I have an instructor, he, he's moved away and he'll come back and he helps out with black belt uh, testings and graduations and like even right. pre-tests and stuff. And I really appreciate that. And But what he always talked about for himself was uh, he, he, he looked down to his stomach and goes, I, I, got, a, I got a credibility gap. Right, you know. Because yeah. he, he, was, he was overweight, and uh, right. I think that that's even important, too, that, you know, we are, we're looked at as, you know, as a martial artist, we should, I, I don't want to say we should be in physically fit shape, right. but we should be doing <clears throat> fairly well, I think, in that area, um, because there is a credibility gap, yeah. um, if that makes sense, to a certain degree.
1: Oh, dude, it's so important. I mean, I, I mean, I've read many lawsuits that Tiger Shulman has taken on people who work for them and bought into their franchise. And, he, and they've bumped them out and fired them um, and have been sued for it and, and have won in court um, uh, because the people got fat. And Shulman said, you're out. You're a fatty. You're out. Like, I need my people to be chiseled in shape or at least look the part and look good. Um, and you're out. And they were like, well, that's, you know, you can't fire us for that. And they, they've won. They go, listen, if, it's not like you're behind a desk, you could do whatever you want, but you represent visually my school and my brand, and I want you to have short hair, iron gee, you know, chiseled abs, or at least look, look the part. And um, I do believe that to be true. Like I try to live the lifestyle. You know, I try to stay in shape. I, I always work towards it. I mean, I just lost weight and I'm losing more weight. I want to get down to my fighting weight. I used to fight in the ring at 162 to 168. So I'm about like 11 pounds over of hitting that goal. Um, but at the same time, for me, I, I mean, I even have it on the thing, you know, lose weight, get to 168 pounds is one of my goals right on my board in front of me. Um, because I, and one, I do it for myself Two, I, you know, I do it so that I feel better. And three, because people look at me and if I'm a big fat guy out of shape and, you know, not, you know, not able to still do some of the stuff I used to do, then, then no one's going to respect that. Yeah. what What's the comment there that was written? Who was that? Uh, Sensei Gotworth, who, by the way, is a – I'll give you a quick – He's uh, he just commented on our Facebook Live. He's a really great traditional martial artist. I mean, I know him forever, probably like 30 years. I've been watching him, and we know each other. So he wrote, some say the first five dons are earned by what you learn from the martial arts. The next five dons are earned from what you give back to the martial arts. Mm-hmm. Your eighth don is well-deserved. See, I'm I'm honored by that. Like, that's really – thank you, sir and I appreciate that and 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 I do agree like sometimes um it is like we are, we become servants, right? So we're helping our students on a daily basis. We're running a professional school. We're guiding parents. I mean, I had a parent yesterday chewing my ear off about um, their daughter and getting bullied. And, and actually the lady does kickboxing. Her daughter used to train with me. She's no longer training, but I still ask about her. And she was for like 20 minutes chewing my ear off about her being bullied. And I wanted to say, well, you took her out of the martial arts. You know, what, what do you want me to do now at this point? But it's what we give back. And that's what I have to say. The majority of martial artists are really those type of people, always looking to help. You, you know, maybe they're not as good physically in the martial arts, but everybody, I think, in the martial arts, to some extent, the, the high percentage, of 90 percenters, all want to help people. That's really why we do what we do.
0: So what do you, um, what do you think about – okay, so – okay. Obviously, it is important to, maybe not to you, that you earned your next rank. Right. Um, but I still think it is important for your school. I think it is important for your students. Um, but what about individuals that are, are self-promoting, that's not through a group? Um, you know, yeah, or I if don't, it is through I a don't... group, it's just, it's a group of people that really aren't They don't even have students, but they're self-promoting each other.
1: Well, yeah, you see, to me, well, this is a tough one. So I've been around my friends that are all high-ranking 6th, 7th, to 10th degree black belts. Um, My last official promotion was uh, kind of brought about by a group of my peers. I had nothing to do with it, though. And my one good friend, Soke John Oschlager, who's a 10th on, found, and he's like the founder and head of his system, um, surprised me. I was doing a black belt test, and he said, that before I gave the belts away at the end, he said, oh, I have something that I want to share. And I thought it was weird, but all my friends just happened to be at my black belt test. I, they, they all wanted to come and see this particular test. So And then all of a sudden, he breaks out my Shihan title and my belt. But the thing that he did for me that I thought was so cool was he knew how important it was to be in my lineage right? Or else I really could care less. So he went and he got Stephen Hayes to promote me, who is a ninjutsu master. And Stephen Hayes made this beautiful kanji certificate and promoted me. And he did it. And he, he wrote me this gorgeous letter based on he knows my training in Japan. He knows who I train with well, my teacher. He knows how, my history. He sees how I move. So or else he wouldn't have been good with doing it. And he did it. And so I got it in the ninjutsu lineage, Um, under Stephen Hayes, um, I'm not a direct student of his or a direct, but we're, we're kind of directly descendant from these two ninja masters in Japan. We both are. So to me, it was pretty, pretty cool. Um, but, um, so anyways, I do see that, but I don't, I don't know if I'm hearing you wrong, but I, the thing I don't like is like, I go, Hey, Dwayne, you give me a 10th on and I'm going to give you an 8th on. Let's do that next month. All right. And then we like, you're a good guy. I'm a good guy. Now all of a sudden we self prone. Heck, I have a guy who is a yellow belt with me who trained with me in the 19, like 19, no, yeah, like 95. He was a yellow belt with me. I just noticed that he got a grand mastership title um, on uh, just not too long ago. He got himself a grand master title. I'm like, how did that happen? Right. So there's a lot of this that does go on and it scares me, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm mixed on, on it. I don't really like self-promoting. I don't think that it's necessary. Why, why bother? No one cares if you're a fourth don or a fifth don or a sixth don or a seventh don. Really, unless you're trying to promote fifth dons and sixth dons in your system, then you have to be a higher rank than your students, right? But other than right. that, I mean, why is it even necessary? Unless you deserve it, and that's the next level. It's like going from college to master's to, you know, whatever.
0: Well, see, and I could see self-promoting if you have an active – school whether it's a full time school or not but you have an active school and like you said uh, maybe you're a fifth don and you, you 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 have a fourth don that needs to be promoted to fifth don and so right. by do it by doing that and you promote them to fifth don legitimately then you're bumped to sixth i yeah. could, i could uh, I could concede that i really could um, so so let me get but this when straight. When you're not so, an active partitioner, you're, or, you know, right. when you're not an active participant, and then you just self-promote yourself. See, I don't like that.
1: So in other words, like, okay, I'm a sixth don, let's say, and I want to promote one of my guys to sixth don, then I can naturally bump myself up to seventh in order to promote a sixth?
0: That's, yeah, I can see that. I can concede that.
1: I, I have never heard of that, though, but that's interesting. Like, I don't know. I've never heard of people. I mean, I've seen people do outlandish things. Um, sure. but, uh, and, and become ranks, you know, and go like, where did that happen? You know, but at the same time, I've never thought of, it. I do have a friend that, um, you know, he's been in the martial arts teaching for like 35, my friend, John Oschlager, by the way, just celebrated yesterday, his 40th year of his school opened 40 years. Mm-hmm. So it's obvious he's a 10th degree black belt. He's been training for like 55 years. Um, but, um, but again, I mean, I guess like Bruce Lee said, in the end of the day, um, the belt only holds your key closed or your belt only holds your pants up, right? If you, um, if you're an umpteenth grand poobah, 73 degree black belt and you walk out and a six year old beats you up, it doesn't matter, does it, right? So it's all about having legitimacy and being worthy. Um, but is it valuable to your students? I think so. I think they need to see their teacher progressing. I still think that they need to see, um, their teacher as some hierarchy. Um, but. Um, I don't know. I have mixed emotions about whether it's absolutely necessary. I don't know if it has, you know, so I'm kind of on the fence.
0: Like, okay. So who, you know, who promoted June Reed,
1: you know what I mean? Like, right, right. You, you, yeah. Is he, I
0: is don't he still know. Alive?
1: I think so. Oh, no, okay. he may have pa- No, right. he passed away, I believe, but I'll double check that okay. as we talk. Because, um, like, as I'm talking, um, I'm thinking, wasn't, wasn't Stephen Oliver uh,
0: um, one of his students?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: So, I mean, eventually, given enough time, somebody lives long enough, your students are going to be your, be your rank.
1: Yeah, he did pass away on the 13th of April. I mean, the 30th of April in 2018. I do remember Uh, hearing that. Yeah. He was a great guy too. He used to call me quite often and just chat with me. I mean, it was like, Hey, is Yunri here? And he talked to me. I, at one point he had shingles really bad and he would always tell me how much pain he was in, but he struggles through it all. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, who does promote. So like, here's the thing too. Like, you, you and I, before we went on the phone, we were talking about Joe Lewis, world-renowned kickboxer and fighter, you know, guys like Chuck Norris, right? These are guys who went away in the military, trained off barracks, you know, maybe two, three nights a week. I don't know how many hours a night when they had free time, came back a black belt. And now they're grandmasters, but I don't think they've ever had um, legitimate ranking and training under a specific teacher for like a long period of time where they went through the white, the yellow, the green, and all the trials and the tribulations. They kind of got this rank. They were good. They were supernaturally great ability. Um, No doubt Chuck Norris is amazing. You know, Joe Lewis is amazing, but I don't know if they went through the cycle that most of our students go through. Right. And I think honestly, this is one secret that most people don't know. Um, And I've trained in Japan, Um, that the Japanese do not look at the black belt as as really that big of a deal. I once was in Japan in Noda and uh, was at a big ceremony for I think Kyoko Shinkai Karate and I was seeing them all testing and doing their moves and I turned to my teacher and I said, you know, what rank are they going for like, you know, Q level, mid level, that's like yellow belt, green belt in our school. He said, no, no, a fifth degree black belt. And they barely could throw kicks, like it was terrible. Um, So it's not that they water the techniques down. They just don't put the value on black belt that we do. Like we are like, oh, we think black belts are like the Navy SEALs of the martial arts. Right. They're right? yeah, yeah, like, right. oh, my God, you know, right. And I use your line, by the way, I was teaching this weekend. I'm sorry I stole it from you. Um, But I was like, hey, you know, we're in the only profession in the world that has hand signs and sound effects. And he's like, people yeah. are laughing. I'm going like, are you do karate? Wow. You know, like, and people thought it was, so every, every, where I walked, the little kids would be go, wow. And so thank you for that. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's interesting too at how, um, yeah, it's just not the Japanese don't care. And it's like, okay, fifth degree, you know, yeah, it took you five years, you know, or eight years. It's not like in our school. Like I have a friend where he's usually on our calls and, um, You know, he's like, I can't water down my style. It takes people at least two years to get to their white belt, you know, or yellow belt. I'm like, that's a long time. That's why most people quit when they have to wait around for something so insignificant for so long. Because it's not for them in the early stages. It's not about the art. It's more about the the color, the accomplishment, the achievement. They learn later on in life to make it about the art and love the art. But if you don't get them in the early stages, you lose out on them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so Rick Elliman,
1: there. Yeah, Rick Hellman wrote, I've been training for over 47, y- teaching for 34 years. I've been awarded Don Ranks by my Kung Fu uncles, my Sifu training brother, someone who has me for over 30 years and who I have close contact with. Another was awarded by an organization of Chinese masters. These are, to me, simply recognition of contribution to the martial arts, sort of like a lifetime achievement award. Agreed. I'm going to give you a... A like on that. And then Sensei Gotworth wrote, business also plays, business plays into this too. Some potential students looking for high-ranking instructors. I have 51 years of training and I'm only a fifth on. We need to educate the public. I agree. And now that makes me feel even worse, Sensei Gotworth, because you've been doing it longer than I have and you're amazing. And now I'm a higher rank it technically, but doesn't mean anything. That's, uh, but you're, you know, like you said, a fifth on.
0: Hey, let's just get together and promote them. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I now promote you to 12th on. Um, you know, but, uh, but, yeah, but uh, you know, it's interesting, like in Minjutsu, um, Hatsumi Sensei was promoting people. He had so many people promoted to 10th degree that he added 10 levels on top of it. So there's 20th degree black belts now. Or not, I don't think anyone has ever made that, but what he found that he was promoting people too quickly and he had too many 10th degree black belts. However, though, what I like, what he did was he added an entire curriculum of, of knowledge on top of the 10th degree black belt. And again, it goes back to that Japanese mindset where he's like, ah, 50, oh, you're good. You're very good, Fifth degree black belt. You know, like he wanted to spread his art. He said, like, if he gave these people high level recognition, they keep on teaching, keep on training, keep on promoting his art form. So I get it. Um, business wise, I, you know, I, again, I don't think parents or students, the majority of them really even know what you do. Like very rarely, other than these people that this young 10 year old that research the heck out. I mean, most people join my school and they don't even know. They're like, oh, you're, a, you're, you're a black belt. Like you're, a, what degree is that? Or people, like I said, I got promoted to eighth Don. A lot of the parents came up and said, what's Don mean? Or Dan. Yeah. They said, you're an eighth Dan now? What yeah. is that? Like, I'm like, and I had to explain it to them because they're clueless as to the system um, and how it works. So uh, interesting, right? So uh,
0: well, well, have, uh,
1: I'll, have stu-
0: I'll, I'll have students that, uh, you know, just start and what have you, and or, or even the ones that come in for the martial arts field trips. And, and my belt is uh, black, but it's got uh, uh, red on the outside of it, you know, like a red right. square on the outside, right. uh, outlined it. And they'll say, are you a red belt? Right. You know, and it's like, Yeah, yeah, my my belt has red in it,
1: you know.
0: (laughs) Well, here's here's
1: a great thing. Like again, I was at John Gaston's seminar and and, you know, we the kids just say the darndest things, right? So so there's one kid um and he says to me, and I'm sitting and doing a mad chat, and he says, I got a question. I'm like, Yes, what's your question? He goes, Are you a black belt? And then one kid reaches over and grabs my belt and holds it up and says, What do you think to the kid? And then he goes, I don't know, maybe he's just wearing it and I'm like Like, wow, you know, pretty, pretty silly question, because obviously I'm a black belt, but pretty interesting question, because maybe I am just wearing it, right? Like, maybe I'm really not a black belt. Maybe, you know what I mean? So that's kind of like, are you really able, like my friends and I always say, but can can he really fight? You know, um, is he capable of doing what he claims he's capable of doing? Because, you know, you could be in an airline and all of a sudden it gets taken over on a plane and you have to use your martial arts skills against someone who's trying to kill you. Can you do it? Um, that's the real question of legitimacy. So it doesn't matter the Don level, the belt level, what you wear around your waist. None of it means anything if you can't really actually defend yourself. It's nothing more
0: just, just like a
1: doctor. If he says he's a, a master surgeon, but he can't do surgery, who gives a crud, right? Yeah, I, you know, but I have a
0: problem with,
1: with, I think, and maybe I'm wrong,
0: with kids being that, that bold. Let me just use that, being that bold to ask that question, because I, 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 I personally think that that is a, that is a boundary, uh, thing. you know, asking, Hey, are you a black belt is one thing, but then yeah. adding on to it. Well, he could have just been wearing it. See, yeah. that is a, um, oh, that is a respect issue in my opinion. Yeah. That's it, could have, it,
1: it could have been perceived as disrespect, but knowing this, how kid was, he was like seven or eight years old, just a young, Naive, brand new white belt in school, you know, like didn't know any better. I didn't think he meant anything by it, but uh, I, you know, I, yeah, I'm sure I didn't but I I get, don't have the context to, yeah, you know, what but I, mean? I get what you're saying, those questioning someone's rank is, you know, like is something that would be totally disrespectful. So going back, well, to my, I have yeah. no problem questioning and saying, Hey, yes. are you a, but right, adding that other part on, I'm like, Wait yeah. a second, and just like right, those right.
0: kids that say, are you, a, are you a red belt or are you a black
1: belt? Well, right. I'm a little
0: bit of both, right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, they just don't know any better. Kids are the darnest, right? They say the darnest of things, right? Like, it's funny. I once had a kid and not, not recently, um, but when I was much better looking, the kid goes, you know, I go, any questions? He goes, oh, yeah, it's not really a question, but my mom thinks you're really hot. And I'm like, I don't think mom wanted you to tell me that. And I don't know if you were supposed to have heard that when, you know, it's like, so they say <laughs> the darndest things, so, you know, like, so it, it's so funny when stuff like this happens, you know. um, But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that rank is an overblown thing in our society. Um, Our society, meaning like more of the Western culture, because we've taken what the Easterners have have just deemed as a monitoring system. Um, as, a, as a way to say, okay, this is where you're at, so I know where you're going to go, um, and turned it into some big, magical, mystical um, thing. Um, and, and an example is, look at Joe Lewis, look at Chuck Norris. I, I know now they're whatever ranks that they claim to be, But they came back, like Joe Lewis came back after two or three years in the military with a black belt. But he then went into the tournament circuit and annihilated people that were around, you know, and were like 10th degrees. He was was such a good fighter, such a talented person, such a tough individual, that it didn't matter what rank he wore. He was shredding people in the tournament circuit, full contact, semi-full contact fighting in the ring. He did it all. Like, you know, so... What rank should he be if he's if he's destroying 10 thons and 8 thons and 7 thons? Like back in the day of the samurai, if you went and challenged a master and and killed him in a fight, you took over his school and then you became the master of that school. So that old mentality, you know, held true back then. Um, Nowadays, I don't think parents are as educated. No, I would agree. And I I, I don't think that it,
0: it matters to the student in the beginning, per se. You know what I mean? But hopefully later on it does, that, that they go, oh, my instructor has, you know, this much um, invested, and, you know, there's so much more that I, I can learn because, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. through so, Kellerman wrote, is really hard a rank? And I wrote, only if you're single. Um, but uh, that was <laughs> written down there. But, yeah, and you know what, too? Like, um, listen, you've been doing – and I said this again, too. This is another statement that I always say in seminars. I ask my students this quite often. I always say, um, are you a martial artist or do you do the martial arts? Or do you do the martial arts or are you a martial artist? Most people don't know how to answer that question. They think it's one and the same. But it's like as they progress in the martial arts and you start peeling layers of the onion, they start to un- that, understand that question at a much more deeper level. Do you do the martial arts? Yeah. Uh, do you play hockey? Yeah. Do you dabble at weightlifting? Yeah. Um, But are you a martial artist? Yeah, um, that means you've been living it every day. The way you think, Dwayne, no matter how much you try, because you couldn't do it, if you had an issue, a problem, a question on any subject in the world, you'd think about it through the martial art knowledge that you have, right? Because you are a martial artist, so there's no way of taking that out and extracting it. Right, so I often there's a question you probably have heard this where people say, "How much is the martial arts worth to you in a in a fee?" Like if you could erase every memory, every person you met, everything you've learned from the martial arts, and you got a money value, but then all of a sudden it's like they just deprogram that of your brain. How much would you ask for? And most people say it's invaluable because I met my wife and now we have a kid, or I you know I did this this and that. But there are some that would say, "Oh, I would just quit it and learn it again." And go, no, because now you're thinking like a martial artist by saying that, aren't you, right? Because right. martial artists only think that way, right? Like, you know, so, you know, what is the martial arts to you? Like, what do you do? Like, why is rank important? Why is a belt important? And why, do, Why? Let's, cl- let's leave with this. I'll ask you this question. Why do you think that um, in our modern society that the rank is so important to the people? Like, why is it that a mom wants Johnny to get his yellow belt. Like, why is it that it's important for him to get his next belt? And, and Joey started with him and got it before him, like these kind of things. So what do why do you think people see that as such an important thing?
0: Um, It's a, it's a, a visual, it's a tangible thing that they can mm-hmm. say, yeah, my, my child is, is uh, uh, improving. And, and that's where, like I even tell our students that, you know, I love the belt ranking system, but I also hate the belt ranking system. Yeah. And here's why I love it. I love because you can see that I've learned X amount of material and and I'm able to pass this test. Right. And I said, really, that's all the belt shows. But what it doesn't Mm -hmm. show you is because you can pass the test being good enough, but -hmm. it doesn't mean that you're good. Right. Right. And so the belt only shows that you are good enough. The belt never, ever shows that you're good. And so right. that's where you need to ask yourself the question, do I want to be good enough or do I want to be good? Right. Because everybody on the outside is going to look good enough. But right. But on the inside, you, you know whether or not you're good.
1: Right. Well, then and I so, guess that, that's the difference between doing the martial arts or being a martial artist too, right? Yes. So what are you going to say?
0: yeah and that's where I mean, I think that's kind of my answer to that question is you know the the parents and that's where we have to educate the parents is you know the um the belt rank is to show that they're good enough to move on to the next rank, but what we can't outwardly show is whether they're good because every student, whether they're good or good enough will move on to the next belt ranking,
1: yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting. Um, have you ever read the book, The Five Love Languages? Yeah. Right. So the book, The Five Love Languages, I have it on my bookshelf. It was all about how people receive love. Right. And so if we forget about the word love, it's how people receive things. Right. So Um, You know, some people do it through touch. Some people do it through servitude. Like, you know, I feel appreciated if you cook me dinner every night. I'm a big servitude guy. You could tell me how. And this is why I think certificates and promotions mean nothing to me, because um, because I'd much rather see people going like you're amazing and I'm loyal to you and I'll help you and I'm there with you because blah, blah, blah. That's service before self mentality others um, you know feel love through you know call, uh, you know touch and, and intimacy and hugging and all that other stuff right but in in the martial arts it's very similar so how do people feel successful in our school it might be something we should look into at another call because like what makes johnny feel like he's doing well the the only thing that we really have is the belt we say "dwayne you're great you did a good job here's your yellow" belt. parents say "wow my kid's doing well he just got his yellow belt i'm so proud" Right. But there are other levels of this that would probably be important. So we should dissect the five love languages and put it back into, like, take out the love word and put in the martial arts and see, like, why do certain people feel so good after they got their black belt? Why do some people just move on to the next belt? Why do people not care if they got a belt? Why do people only care about the belt? There's so much going on in regards to that. And I think that that's very, very important for us to understand as instructors. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody
0: receives the feedback differently or needs the feedback differently.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing. We should bet. Maybe we should look into doing that as a topic. I think that would be a good one. But so with that being said. You know why is it important for Johnny to get his yellow belt? Well, because that's a way that the parents are monitoring his successes and his progression, and then they compare it. Because how else do you do it? We compare, um, you know. But but in school though, we don't compare against little Johnny who's sitting next to him. Um, we compare it against the grade. So if they're doing well, they met, they move on to second grade. In our dojo, they don't move on to second grade. They move on to the belt. But what if Joey got it before Johnny? Now they're like, oh, my kid is not as quick. He didn't progress as fast. Why is that kid better? And it might not necessarily be that. You know, So ranking is an interesting thing that we have to educate people on. But I don't know if our culture is ever going to understand that to the point until they get to that belt, right? Until they understand what a black belt means. Um, If they're, if they're just a parent and they just have their kids in the martial arts, they'll never truly understand because they haven't done it. They haven't lived it. They don't understand the trials and tribulations and all the things they go through. So it's a hard one.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, by maybe asking pointed questions to, you know, the, the parents that have already been there doing some interviews with them and, uh, yeah. even uh, students that have have uh, uh, not passed their test and why it was important yeah. that even though they were devastated why it was important that they didn't pass right. that test right you know and then making sure strategically that your students get that information,
1: yeah. Well, I've never trained enough with Steven Seagal to be able to go through any belt testing, but I do know that when people under his system that were with him forever tested for their black belt, they were expecting to fail first or two or three times. They knew they were going into the test that they were going to fail, no matter how good they did, but they would fail and come back and do it again, and his process was that, um, okay, if they fail and don't come back, then they weren't worthy of it anyway. If they fail and come back and fail again and don't come back, same story. But if they stick with it enough to get that black belt, they deserve it. So it was really like saying, hey, listen, show me what you got. And then he, he had a saying I loved one time. It was in one of his films or whatever. But he says, show me what you got when you don't have anything left. That determines the measure of a man, right? Like who you are when you're about ready to quit, but you still push further. Um, so anyway I, I like this call it was awesome we just hit the one hour mark so a little bit short because we started late but uh, do you have any last things you wanted to say
0: no I, I, well maybe just one thing um, you know the question I think that everybody needs to ask themselves you know is, is rank important to themselves if yes why is it important for their school and their students if yes why or if no why um, and then just know what you believe And then move forward with that. Understand that, I guess, if rank doesn't or isn't important to you, um, make sure that you don't translate that over to your students. um, Right. Because, you know, maybe or maybe not, depending on their language that we talked about, um, it may, may or may not be important, but the ones that it is important to, you can't, you can't um, let, you know, the unimportance of that rank flow over to them because then that might demotivate them. So uh, right, just be cognizant of that.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, what we do, what we say, how we act is what they see, right? And that, that's how they perceive everything, right? So, yeah, good points. All right, awesome! I thought this was a good call. I I love love the topic. I hope everyone else loved it as well. We had a good group of people on here. Some high-ranking kung fu teachers, karate teachers, um, actually a few kung fu teachers from different lineages. And um, so, yeah, really cool being here with you as always, Dwayne. And I'm um, sorry we didn't connect, even though that I was in Springfield. And yeah, what's the name of your town again? Uh, I'm in Bradley. Well, what's the town that that weird name that I that we remember? No, 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 remember we did the seminar, uh, the yoga seminar. The person I came with last time was in the town. You're like, yeah. oh, that's.
0: Yeah, it was Burgundy eh, that we oh, yeah? did the okay. seminar in.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was pretty cool. But saying, like, you know, wow, that's, a, you know, that's, a, I was like, oh, I'm trying to tell people, I forget the name of the town, how far are you? I was talking about you this weekend. But um, yeah, anyway, I, I, I'm sorry we didn't get to hang out, but hopefully soon we'll see each other in actual physical uh, person. Yes, yeah, sir. And congratulations, by the way. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. So um, awesome. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, sir. All right, everybody. Talk to you soon. And uh, don't forget to check us out on iTunes, go to school owner talks and also uh, like our page and recommend other martial art friends because it is a closed group. So not everyone could get in there. I, I do get requests all the time from people that are non-martial artists. And I just say, no, no, no. Um, but there are a lot of martial arts school owners, some martial arts, and even some regular just business owners that are in, Uh, like-minded kind of gyms or gymnastic studios that are in there as well so um, we're happy to just share and I hope that everyone is enjoying what we have to say and and get something out of it yes sir,
0: we'll talk to you later
1: take care, have a good day